I saw, so this is a good one. I've only seen like 20 to 30 minutes of it. And then I, I personally, I thought it was just like a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> everybody another episode of our of your favorite uh fitness podcast yeah that's right obviously number one yeah i'm ty i'm anthony welcome welcome again as always all right ty what do we have for today on today's menu we have i believe we're starting off with mobility tips like your favorite mobility tips uh so we'll get into that then Sticking with our nutrition theme, we'll talk about some vegan and vegetarianism, and then we'll try and wrap up with a little bit of the CrossFit game stuff that's going on lately. Uh, by the time this comes out, you might already know all the results. Um, so we'll get into all that. But yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's talk favorite mobility tips, or even just like your general thoughts on mobility in uh, in general so don't even do it not worth it not worth it i agree you ever seen the lion warm up before it takes down a gazelle boom boom that's why <laughs> kelly sarat wrote the supple leopard his whole book is just not worth it yeah his whole book is just be ready you don't don't get ready be ready that's it it's the ready <laughs> state yeah all right so i want to define mobility first okay so cool. i probably stole this from k-star but flexibility is being able to reach an end range of motion. Okay. Mobility is displaying strength at end range of motion. Hmm. Okay. I like or control. It. You call it control strength. So that's, that's how I look at the difference between the two. Because you can be mobile and not flexible. And you can be flexible and not mobile. Right. I see. I see. Okay. So like some sort having some sort of like functionality or like you said, mm -hmm. control over those end ranges, being able to move through them. Mm -hmm. The bottom of a squat, you know, if you can get down there and you're slumped over and as soon as you put any weight, things fall apart, you know, just because you can get there, I don't, I wouldn't put that in your active range. Right. Because yeah. you, you can't maintain proper mechanics. So you have to work on that to get there and you can get there through better motor control and sometimes you just need flexibility because your tissue cannot go any further yes yep so there's no end-all cure-all solution here to why can you not get to the bottom of squat right yep. it, it's a little bit different who you are yeah I, I i agree with that i mean i don't have any i never really in my mind tried hard to break down the difference between the two so i just kind of went with it so that sounds like a good one to me honestly <laughs> i like that I like that framework yeah i've seen just way too many dancers and gymnasts former dancers and gymnasts who just collapse you know they they can't squat correctly or they can't hinge correctly and it, and i've seen them like put their leg all the way up over their head uh -huh. to the side and it's just like that's crazy it doesn't make any sense I like that. Okay. Cause when I think of like in my mind, when I think mobility, I get hung up on the flexibility part of it, mm -hmm. but I totally, I think it's definitely way more beneficial to think about like the motor control aspect of it, you know, and like, can you actually express any sort of functionality in those ranges? I think that makes sense too. So I had, um, foam rolling was on my list of stuff. I wanted to talk about, um, plane stretching versus like a mobility increasing drill like a pnf stretch i don't know if you're familiar yeah you well, PNF. yeah i'm not sure what you meant by plane if you just meant like regular oh, like hold your stretch for two minutes kind of thing gotcha okay versus pnf is like a an active contraction and then you relax yeah. and then you repeat yep. that contraction right and then uh, i put light weights here because i think overloading some tissue can actually help you wake those muscles up yes cool I, I i like all those and i would say i have three little tips as well uh one aligns with what you just said the weights so let's just start there cool so i am a big believer in the fact that strength training or if you just want to say functional weight lifting or whatever 
your exercise can be a huge part, a huge factor in your mobility routine, your flexibility routine, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. because uh, just by doing full range of motion exercises, take advantage of that right there. Definitely do that. So I am a huge fan, believer in full range of motion, squats, deadlifts, presses, not just because some arbitrary standard, but because of the improvement in your mobility and your flexibility from doing them. Yeah. If you put heavy weights on your back, you'll probably squat lower. Yep. With better form, probably. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so I guess, would you say that let's, let's pick an upper body weightlifting mobility exercise. So like a bench press maybe, or an overhead press. Yeah, I think an overhead press is definitely a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of things that would, if you, those, those in my mind work specifically the overhead press, if you kind of already have the mobility, they can help you maintain it and improve upon it if you already have it to a certain point. But if you're like severely lacking it, you know, you got to somehow get to a point where you can safely do the exercise. A dip? Dip. I was thinking a pull up, like a full range of motion pull up. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where, that's the one I'm thinking. Oh yeah. Cause like at the bottom, you're stretching out your lats, your biceps. Like there's a lot of stuff exactly. going on there. Exactly. Yeah. And then so of course the squat. Squat. I think those two are two great ones to get, uh, the pull up opens up your shoulders, which tend to be hunched, you know? Yeah. Um, and that squat helps you get into a deep hip flexion that you don't really get anywhere else. Most of us. So mm-hmm. So I like those. Yeah. And then I, I would say a deadlift is more of a, uh, a mobility exercise too, because it's not, you don't have to go down all the way, but slowly over time, you should be able to maintain, you know, back extension. You should be able to maintain knee flexion slightly and know the difference between slight and maximal. Yeah. And you'll increase your hamstring length too. Yeah. One of my favorite exercises of all time is a Jefferson curl. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. If you don't know what a Jefferson curl is, Google it, but it's the worst deadlift you've ever done in your life. It's a straight leg, one vertebrae at a time extension from like completely flopped over. And I'll use it in my warmups and I'll use a light, light kettlebell, maybe like 15, 20 pounds. And I'll just do 10 to 20 slow reps. And afterwards my hamstrings open up so easy. I like it. I don't do a ton. So maybe I'll start mixing that in. I will say since we're talking about movements right now, so my other tip, uh, straight from Kelly Starrett, is the 10-minute squat. 10 oh, minutes. you're brutal. I love it. I've been doing it every day for like the past couple of months. No way. Yeah. And I like ever since, not the very beginning of this quarantine, but like a month into the quarantine, I started doing it. And uh, I love it. So it's as simple as you have to accumulate, so not necessarily straight through, but accumulate 10 minutes in a squat throughout the day. Now you can certainly do it 10 minutes in a row for sure. That's and what I, I was thinking. No, that that's what I do. And I think that's the intention is to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you can't do that, cause you're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can break it into 10 by one minute, you know, sure. and do that over the course of 20 minutes or 30 minutes do that, you know? So but now are you are you calling this an active squat hold no and so i've all the stuff i've seen from kelly starrett there's no there's no like uh standard for this or no requirements other than just get in a squat that's it so it doesn't have to be pretty looking um you can be grabbing a pole you can be back against the wall even i Uh, love the uh the grabbing a pole or column that's my that's usually where i go with Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can do back against the wall i've even seen him do it where he says like if for whatever reason your back is super lit up you can put you can raise your heels up you know heels Mm -hmm. off the ground and do it that way but it's just to expose your tissues to this this range of motion and the way he describes it i like is he's, he's saying you're just trying to tell your brain that we value this position and so open it up get used to it and uh, over time, you see big improvements. Yeah, actually, I've watched probably a few hundred hours of K-Star, and I haven't heard him phrase it like that. And I do like that a lot. Teach your body, this is valuable. 
Yeah, he, say, he says like, tell your brain that we value this position. I'll send you the, the video. Um, but that's like the way he phrases it. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite one. That's my go-to mobility uh, exercise. So that's like a drill to get better at mobility. If I only do one thing throughout the day, that's the one I do. Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen his mobility test? The double kettlebell overhead squat? Yes. And okay. I want to talk about that actually. So watch him do a 10 minute uh, squat. Okay. He's a freak. He has insane squat abilities, but yeah. he will mention that when he's in his narrow stance, toes forward, full squat, it still looks amazing. But for him, you can see that his back starts to round slightly at the bottom. And mm-hmm. he says, that's okay. It's, yeah. it's totally normal. This is not how I would squat with a barbell. This yep. is just, this is unweighted. Like, this is working towards an ideal. That's all it is. But this isn't how I would squat with a barbell. And it's not how I would squat doing the test that you're mentioning. Yeah. The pictures of him doing that test, his toes are pointed out. He has yep. a wider stance, but that allows him to get upright and press overhead. And it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Yeah. That, I don't think I can pass that test, by the way. With, I know. Uh, for guys, it's a pair of 24s right i don't think i can do that i really don't i've done it with 35s and it's really hard i have an issue with that overhead mobility in the bottom to hurt your back no my shoulders just like they have to do some crazy internal rotation in order to achieve it Mm. and my one shoulder being impinged at the moment is not happy with that (laughs) have you tried it with lifters or with those heels up uh, I'm sure I could do it with heels up, but but like flat feet on the ground, no. Yeah, it's a gnarly test, and I don't recommend you starting any higher than like a pair of 10s or a yeah. pair of 15s. That's you know, it's, it's gnarly to hold unsupported. Like that's why overhead squats with a barbell, they're cool. They're hard. But yeah. Nothing like a double dumbbell or a double kettlebell. Not yeah. even close. That's gross. Yeah, it is gross. Um, now there are you. Have you heard of Active Life? Active Life RX. I feel like I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. The guy's name is uh, Dr. Sean Pastucha. I wish I could tell you what he's a doctor of, but I I think it's chiropractic. He's a doctor of chiropractic care, um, and they have a bunch of like uh, I don't want to say rules, but they're kind of rules. Like, oh, can you do a strict pull up? Does that hurt? If it hurts, let's let's test you. So they have these like little check marks, and one of them is like half your body weight, single arm strict upright row, do ten. If you are strong enough to do that, then pull ups won't hurt anymore. You say half your body weight? I'm pretty sure that's what he said. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's so you're like what 180? Yeah, exactly. You like have 90 pounds, ten strict single arm upright rows. I don't think I, I, I mean, I honestly don't know because I have no concept of how I've never done that. I mean, a 90 pound dumbbell is heavy. Yeah, I know. I know that much. So <laughs> that's why I'm saying I don't think I can do it. But yeah. Maybe, I don't know. But the, the idea and follow their stuff because they have a bunch of really cool like training tips and little bits and pieces about that. It's about his program. He has a coach's cert- training certification and they're about like solving pain. And I promise you, if you could do 10 strict upright rows with 90 pounds, you're pretty fucking strong. For sure. (laughs) So you could probably do pull-ups without pain if that's how strong you are. I I hope so. Yeah, Uh, but it'd be cool to look at uh, like a a more, um, a bigger picture to see where those fall. So what are some other, like, uh, what what else was on your list? We talked about like the movement stuff. I know you mentioned foam rolling. Yeah. So foam rolling this is my opinion is not doing anything for you long-term. Yeah. So I don't treat foam rolling that way. I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm sure you can do it in a way that has benefits like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think most of us do it that way. You roll it. Cause it feels like a nice massage. A hundred percent. But this is actually part of one of my other tips. So it kind of plays into this. It feels like a nice massage. And one of the things that I think is huge with mobility is that you need your body to relax 
sometimes we're just so stressed, we're so tight for whatever reason, whether it's physical stress or, or work stress or whatever it is, or you've been a certain way for months now, you just need to like actually relax on a level that you'd never get to on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And foam rolling is, it's not an example that I was going to use, but since we're talking about it could, uh, in theory, give you some of that relief temporarily. So we used it at Villanova when I was training with the football team there, we used it on our low intensity days just as a way to like, get the system ready for the movements that we were about to do, but not in a way that like hyped up your uh, CNS, you know, in a way that calmed it down. Right. Right. So you're not pairing uh, foam rolling with cocaine. Right. Exactly. Using it as like a, a chill way to get your body ready for the movements that we were about to do. Cause it was a low intensity recovery day mm-hmm. and desensitize some tissues. Like if you, if you're about yeah. to get into something and you're feeling really tight or sore or stiff or whatever, you can desensitize those tissues. And really that's all it is, is desensitizing them. It's not solving the problem, mm-hmm. but it's just allowing you to maybe get into a state where you can squat comfortably that day. Increase your pain tolerance. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So you talked about slow, slow days. And what I think is underappreciated is when people are trying to improve their flexibility, they just don't hold the stretch long enough. Yeah. Okay. So this was your last point here about plane stretching. Yeah. Yeah. So a typical stretch. So you don't get a release on the muscle spindle and the GTOs were pulling up cool words until at least the 45 second mark. So that first 45 seconds or so, your muscles are like, oh God, we're gonna break. Yep. And that's important that they feel that way so that you don't snap your muscles. So you only really get that first second from 45 to 46 of actual plastic changes, right? So what we're trying to do in a stretch is lengthen the tendon or right at the very end of that muscle belly we're trying to make that piece longer. Right. So as long as there's tension on your muscle, it's not gonna happen. So I like to tell people to hold stretch for two minutes. That's a long time to sit in one position, but what you'll feel is in that 45 seconds, you'll have a couple like, I don't wanna call them jerks, but you'll feel different phases of release as the tissue is giving up and starting to trust what you're doing. And that's right from Kelly Starrett too. Like, what yeah. has he, has he said ever since I've ever watched him, which has been like at least ten years now? Yeah. Well, ten years. Yeah. Ten years. What What does he say every time? Two minutes. Two minutes mm-hmm. a day. Let's do that for at least two minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So. And he said that since he made his first video when like cell phones didn't take video. Yeah. Exactly. I so. think he used a Nokia as a weight. <laughs> you can. So, so spend some time in end range. And for me, hamstrings make me want to cry, but every other muscle feels great. Yeah. To do that long stretch. And I don't know why. And if you're really feeling it, go for 10 minutes in that squat. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like, uh, I'd like to give a, a shout out to all four people who are listening. We have two more listeners since two weeks ago. Love it. Hey dad. Um, <laughs> so what, I want you to try is that overhead squat test flat. And then I want you to take maybe a five minute break. And then I want you to pitch your heels up higher and try it again. And if you're way better, you got to work on your ankle mobility. Yeah. Yep. Long, slow stretches, and then uh, do some calf raises and then your, your ankle should be better. Yeah. So I like it. So we've got, like we said, move, using the movements, full range of, of motion movements are yep. definitely a great place to start. But then also like regular old static stretching, but at least two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. At least two minutes. And then um, if you're really feeling spicy, go ahead and do that 10-minute squat. My personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Super and, hard, super fun. Yep. And then finally, again, what I think is an underrated aspect of this is that, that relaxation piece. It's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be stretching. It can look more like a meditation or whatever, but sometimes we just need our bodies to relax. And so you need everything to calm down and you'll be in a better spot to uh, 
Yin yoga, yin yoga, ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yin yoga. Love it. It is beautiful for this purpose. I've never done it. Oh my God, I've only done it a handful of times, but I wish I could do it every day. It is the best thing. It is, it is what I'm talking about. It's just, it's not like hard yoga where you try and get a workout. It's like, just relax, <laughs> just chill, relax, calm everything down. Yeah, I try to do that for nine hours every day. Yeah, I try, but trust me, this the one hour this yin yoga is like a 10 hour sleep. Like it's phenomenal. So I highly recommend that as your option if you can. But yeah. So so be be strong, but you gotta be supple too. And I don't want to steal Kelly's supple word, but if you are strong and immobile, that's bad. You're gonna hurt yourself for sure. Yeah, it's gonna happen. You're gonna tear a bicep, you're gonna pull a hammy. You know, that day that you try to like, hey, let's do 10 100 meter sprints. Huh. Huh. Where did you hear that from? Huh. I don't know. Experience. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. So there it is. Um, that's mobility, guys. Now, moving into the next topic, which I am obviously such an expert in here. Yeah, we both are. <laughs> we both are. Veganism. I will, and I will say, I have a vegan snack. Probably not even. I have a vegetarian snack in front of me that was just handed to me by my wife. It is a uh, cinnamon sugar apple cider donut. And first of all, I just want to go on record and say you should definitely eat that right now. Oh. Um. <laughs> Second, this is a beautiful example of what can go horribly wrong by being vegetarian or vegan or for that matter, paleo. But we're not talking about this at the moment but whatever diet you're doing you know don't just stick to the don't find the loopholes don't find the loopholes in the coming from two people that have done the loopholes yeah don't look for that that's not the point so one of my favorite memories ever is we uh ty and i got a certification together and we were like paleo and we had cheat day so on saturday we roll up to this like this serious certification with a bunch of fitness people and it was our cheat day. So what do we do midnight the night before? Well, your cheat day is from midnight to 1159. So yep. we made like what? 10 grilled cheeses and just housed them. Yeah. But do you remember like how we did like different types of grilled cheeses? That was so good. It was so good. We did peanut butter on one and it was delicious. It was delicious. That was, a, that was crazy. I was yeah. mind blown by that. So we definitely took advantage of the cheat day term. Yeah, do not look for the loopholes. That's not the point. So, so the good vegetarian, bad vegetarian argument's easy. You have the potatoes, like pizza and French fry vegetarian. And yeah. then you have like the bean sprouts over whole grain bread with avocado and tomato. And not saying that you can't be vegan and have both, but you got to make choices that make sense and i think every diet every person on every diet should have a mostly vegetable plate every single meal i can say i agree in theory not in practice is that because you don't like vegetables because i don't do that at all (laughs) well well just just because it's right doesn't mean we're doing it perfectly because we're just two guys getting fit yeah (laughs) exactly no Totally, totally valid point. But yeah, I think you should have, you should probably be eating more plant-based foods than you should animal products. That's just. Yeah. You'd never make, it's never a bad decision to eat more plants. Yeah. Now. um, Yeah. I'm not like an expert in either one of these categories, veganism or vegetarianism. uh, But I'm, you know, fairly certain that the delineation between the two is the the vegan has nothing that comes from an animal period. Whereas a vegetarian can still eat like eggs and milk and stuff like that and cheese, uh, as long as they're not killing an animal or eating the flesh, I believe. Yeah. Something, something of that nature. Right. But um, I'm not well versed on the benefits of these diets, other than what we all know about vegetables being good for you and, yep. you know, red meat's bad and that sort of stuff. But like, other than that, I don't really know the good arguments for these beyond like the ethical components. Mm-hmm. So um, you saw Game Changer? 
I saw, so this is a good one. I've only seen like 20 to 30 minutes of it. And then I, I personally, I thought it was just like a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right, right. So, so I, there, like, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, there were some smart people who know more about nutrition science than I do, who have said that it was inflammatory at the yeah. very least. It was way too obviously biased <laughs> for me to spend any more time watching it. Yes. Yeah. If it was, it, it could have even generally been like, it could have been in the right direction and mostly true. Maybe, I don't know, but because the bias was so obvious, I just couldn't. Did you ever see the Al Gore talk about climate change? No. Okay. So that one was pretty popular too. It was the same thing. It was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sensational. Mm. journalism yeah yeah gotcha so it turns out that he was lying about a lot of facts but the results like his point was still true right that's what i'm saying like maybe right. the point of the documentary is still generally true valid yeah but i just couldn't watch any more of it because it was so obviously biased that mm. i knew that like i knew whatever i was getting wouldn't be the whole truth and so yeah I and that sucks because they're probably right but I don't like extremism. Like you don't need to be extremist to tell me that vegetables are good. Like I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I so, buy into that. So just give me some valid science that I can rely on. Yeah. Don't try to sell me on some pipe dream. Oh, so they profiled a power lifter or a strongman. I didn't see that part. I saw the part where they profiled, like, uh, I believe it was like some marathon runner or something like that. And also, um, a football player. MMA fighter, I thought they said. MMA, an MMA, yep. An MMA fighter who, I believe it was Nate Diaz they talked about, I think. Does that ring a bell? They said he uh, did this rope drill for an hour. Whatever that is. that far? No. So they had him doing this drill, right? One rope in each hand, and he was battle just like, he was just doing battle ropes. And he said, like, the record on the wall was like, I don't know, eight minutes for doing battle ropes. Okay. And then he went vegan for however long. He picked up the battle ropes and he did battle ropes for 60 minutes. Okay. But this is exactly what they would say in that documentary. Like what you just said is what mm -hmm. they said. Yeah. And that tells you nothing. No. It was like, like you, it's like saying you beat a world record by like 5X. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't do that. But also, there's no context there. Like, how is that even measured? I'm sure there is a way to measure it, but you didn't give me any of the, the results. You didn't say, like, there's no wattage output. There's no, no. intensity output. There's no, like, calories burned, if that would be. Quantum. It was just battle ropes like this for an hour. Yeah, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I'm going to go on record here right now. Guarantee you I can do that right now. For one hour. For one hour, yeah. It doesn't say how hard I have to go. You're right. Just I just have to shake my fucking arms with some ropes in my hand. For an hour. I can do that, guaranteed. I can sit all at right. the desk all day and type like this, like a monkey, for an <laughs> hour. If I can do that. Hey, that's how I type. If I can do that, I can shake my arms with some ropes, okay? Okay. Now, if you want to say how hard are you going, if yep. you want to quantify that in some sort of way, that's a totally different ballgame. Which there was none which there was none exactly battle ropes are really hard but just by saying i can do it for an hour that doesn't tell me anything about how hard you were going so the part that stuck out to me about the documentary was they did this blood test thing they gave they made a three different chipotle bowls um and they was vegan and then they test their blood and then they gave them a regular one and test their blood. And they showed you these vials that were like really nasty. Like one of the vials was super fatty. So let me see if I can, I can look it up. But the idea was that the veganism, their blood was clear and clean. And once they had one animal protein meal, it was sludge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just instantly, like my hematocrit would be like 50. Like I'm dying. Like, okay, so on surface level, that sounds like it's obviously like Coke's not real. About, it's yeah. like fake or whatever. Yeah. But 
even if it were real, like who's to say that that would even necessarily be a bad thing? It sounds like it should be a bad thing, but you know, we have like a lot of disgusting liquids in our bodies, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it showed that he had uh, black beans and then his uh, plasma, because they put it in a centrifuge, was relatively clear. And then when they did the meat, which was beef, it was super cloudy. But like, again, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Somebody to tell me what that means. Right. And I don't think they do. I think they just rely on the fact that it looks bad. You know what I mean? Did you ever hear the banana argument? And this is like a, a God argument. No. We were meant to eat fruit and bananas because if you make a God, God is real because when you hold a banana and you make a fist, you have like one, two, three, four, you make like five angles on your hand. Oh. And a banana has five sides so that's so yeah god's real because of the banana yeah obviously that makes more sense than this fucking movie oi oi <laughs> now i would give up animal products for ethical reasons because i love animals 100 percent. i'm the same way i'm trying to do it right now i'm just struggling with that protein component and yeah so that's what makes it hard right so most if not all of the protein that is non-animal based is incredibly carbohydrate dense first yes Uh uh-huh yep and in a in a standard like general 40 30 30 split of macros which is like your simplest breakdown if i eat foods that have more carbs and protein, I will never, I will just barely get to that 40, 30, 30 spread. Yeah. Which is why, so I think there's like, um, I'm going to take another bite of this vegan vegetarian donut, by the way. (laughs) But I think you can actually do vegetarianism in a way that Mm -hmm. is totally ethical. So like, first of all, eggs, right? As long as the chickens are free range, living their best life, you know, if you, in theory, if you have 10 chickens, that's enough for 10 eggs a day. And if you got two of you in the household, that's plenty of eggs. That's plenty of eggs. Those chickens can be living it up and nobody's getting hurt there. So that's a possibility. Milk uh, from cows. I'm sure there's an ethical way to do that. That's a little bit trickier because they have to be pregnant. And so... Wait, they have to be pregnant to 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 produce milk. So I didn't know that. I thought just like a human, as long as you're being breastfed or as long as your milk is getting consumed, you'll continue to make it. Okay, that's a good point. Maybe that's the case. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if that goes like no. You're you're probably right about that. I just don't know how long. Like how long does that last? I don't know. It, might, it could be as long as milk is getting absorbed. That's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put that. Yeah. I remember so, watching thanks. a documentary one time where they claimed that they had to be, they constantly had to reimpregnate the cows so they would keep producing milk. That's what they said one time in this documentary. So all I know is that's not how people work. Right. You're right. You can keep breastfeeding for years, right? Well, then just get switch from cow's milk to people. It's the oh. only viable option. Yeah. No, that makes more sense. You're probably right. So maybe they don't. But I've seen some horrible cow uh, videos where they're like in the cages and shit. So it's really bad. Yeah, you got to find some sort of an ethical local farmer or something. Um, Yeah, okay. But that's totally doable. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's not even that expensive. But if you buy, if you split a cow with a person, like that's, that's cool. Yeah, totally cool. That's probably plenty of milk for two of you. Yeah. I don't know how much milk a cow produces every day. Yeah, it's got to be a lot. Got to be at least, I don't know, a couple gallons. I don't Dude, know. cows, like cow tipping, that's why it's funny. Because you cannot push a cow over. <laughs> yeah. They're like in the thousands of pounds. A thousand, a thousand pounds is like the world record anything people have like moved. Yeah. And this cow is double that and it's strong. Yeah. But yeah, I think you can totally do a, um, I would be more inclined to go like an ethical vegetarian route. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because I have no problem with that, with the having eggs and stuff. If it's as long as the chickens aren't being like tortured during their life, I guess. But are uh, crickets vegetarian friendly? See, I thought about this too because I kind of wanted to do. There's this cricket protein powder. Exo. Maybe that's what it's called. I don't know, but um, I tried it one time because a buddy had it at the gym, and I was like, "This is actually not bad," and I would, I would drink this, and I would feel less bad about killing crickets than I would about killing a cow. Yeah. I also feel less bad about killing a chicken than I feel about killing a cow too. I have killed a cricket. I have never killed a chicken or a cow. Me either, but I do feel less bad about killing a chicken. Cause I think because you can like eat it all in a sitting. Yeah. And I just think they're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That too. I do think that they're bred to be a little stupid maybe maybe they are but i think they, they would not have made it this far i think they call it bird brain for a reason man <laughs> i think i think birds are just dumb <laughs> what do you think is the biggest hurdle to overcome or like yeah what is the biggest reason that you think people can't be athletic or be top tier athletes and be a vegetarian or vegan so that is a bit of like a loaded question i guess Duh, everything else is sensationalized. I mean, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get that Netflix deal. Okay. <laughs> but I think they, you can be. Like, they do point mm -hmm. to examples of athletes who are. Um, the question is, what sport do you play? Yeah. You know, what is the sport? I don't see why you couldn't be a marathon runner and just crush potatoes all the time, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. get carbs in. Get, it, get those carbs, get those fats. You don't need, you don't, you need to weigh, like, the less you weigh, the better, you know? Yep. So like, go for it. Um, trying to be in the NFL, you're trying to be a power lifter, trying to be a CrossFitter. Uh, I don't know, the, those, you need to be like pretty strong for that sort of stuff. Yep. And I don't know that you're pulling it off without PEDs and without <laughs> animal <laughs> proteins. Yeah. Well, the, the, the restrictions for a regular person are way different than for a professional athlete. So if I wanted to be fit and healthy and I really, really wanted to be vegan, that's another full-time job that also costs money. What do you mean? Oh, just because it's like expensive? Yeah, high quality vegetables and fruits in the quantity that I need to hit, we'll call it 2000 calories. Yeah. That is a lot of vegetables. It is a lot of vegetables. And it's a lot of, it's just a lot of money too. And that's what I live across the street from a Whole Foods and I love Whole Foods, but I hate how they try and act like their shit's not expensive. Mm -hmm. It's super expensive. Beef's only $6.99 a pound. Oof. Yeah, their shit's crazy. Like they, I think they, they, I, I get hung up on that. They're like, it's, but what you're getting is so good for the price. But it's like, yeah, but I'm broke. <laughs> I don't care about what I'm getting. I care yeah. about can I afford it at all? <laughs> and the NFL player in Game Changers was a professional athlete and his wife cooked everything. Yeah. And if she didn't, he would pay someone else too. Right. I think that's basically what was happening there anyway. Yeah. So like, he was like, you can live in this nice house. You can. Like, be with me. She's like, ah, eh, that part's in. You can have a lot of money. She's like, all right, now we're talking. All you got to do is cook. All right, cool. It's a good deal. That's a good deal. She was a professional chef. So marry a professional chef, make it to the NFL, and then you could be a vegan. Yeah, easy. And I get, yeah, you could totally do it if that were, <laughs> was your reality. Yeah, you uh, need, it's a full-time job to be effective and vegan at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I, but yeah, you could do it if you were just trying to be a normal person and not trying to be like super athletic in any sort of way. Mm -hmm. And you weren't trying to shop at Whole Foods every day. <laughs> Maybe you should get a job at Whole Foods so you could have a discount. That's the key. That's the cheat code. Or just be a farmer. I would love to have, you know, a couple acres and just have some chickens. Yep. And then just like when the chicken is ready to be consumed and not functioning for egg production you know you just have chicken for dinner i guess yeah i mean yeah if you want it or you, whatever you don't even have to eat the chicken just keep you know keep taking the eggs until it doesn't anymore mm -hmm. then it's a pet chicken 
A pet chicken. Yeah. Oh. Do you have one tip for a vegan, not a vegetarian, a vegan, to up their game or to do to be a better athlete or performer? As a vegan? Yeah, we'll say this person has a, a religious reason reason not to eat any animal products and you want them to be better. What do you, what's your go to? Hmm. Honestly, I don't know because if I knew, I'd probably do it myself. Um, I don't know. I well, I mean, the hard advice is like, oh, you buy these foods and you eat all this and you do all the cooking work, right? But they're just a regular person. They eat their salad. They have dinner with carb heavy, fat heavy, because that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, I would want them to get more protein is all I know, but I just, I don't know how to do that. If I knew, I would be doing it myself. Yeah, my tip was pea protein. Okay. That's all I have for it. Just pick a vegetable protein and please consume a lot of it. A lot of it, yeah. So, yeah, when we figure it out, when they have those impossible burgers, if they can just inject some protein into that somehow. How much is in an impossible burger? I don't know now that we're talking about it, but I wonder if it's comparable to a regular burger. Yeah, I would without even like as soon as cars can drive themselves i am never gonna drive ever again i agree it's such a waste of time as soon as i can have non-animal simple protein sources i will probably avoid all meats forever like why would you not just have a plant-based product that's similar yeah i agree also now i guess the biggest sci-fi piece is like okay if they can grow me a burger on a gelatin matrix, but they need some beef blood. Yeah, that's fine with me. Just a little blood is okay? Yeah, that can be ethical. That could definitely be ethical. And I think they will get to that point too, honestly. I don't, that doesn't seem crazy to me to think that they could grow a muscle. You know? I'm pretty sure they already can and they have combined different meats and you could have like chicken fish or like, no, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Listen, you don't know until you try it. Nope, I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want that shit. Why not? No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, cool. So I suck at being a vegetarian <laughs> vegan, um, but I will learn more and I'll pledge to be better at this. And we will get in more depth as our knowledge increases. But eat more protein if you can get one kill it one pound per gram or one gram one gram per pound of protein you're doing okay and if you can stay lean by not over consuming carbs you're probably okay too yeah absolutely okay cool let's move on from that i got a little i got a little emotional in that one i apologize guys <laughs> fired up but yeah yeah fucking game changers all right <laughs> uh next topic all right this would be a fun one to close on uh, CrossFit game stuff. Um, obviously, things have been different in every major sport this year due to COVID. And there's been some different solutions that have taken place uh, in different, you know, like the NBA bubble, for example, and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Which is a super cool solution. Super cool. I think every single one of those players who's like, oh, we miss the fans. I think they're bullshitting. No, you don't. Yeah. I that sounds so fucking dope. <laughs> to just, you're basically going to basketball camp with all the best people in the world. Yep. And you're just throwing down. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, with whatever sport you do, that just sounds so much more fun than having to worry about the drama of all the fans and yeah, whatever. So I think they're all lying. They loved it. <laughs> but anyways, with CrossFit, we've seen um, – well, the games are one thing, but I guess before we even go into the games, we can talk about the Rogue Invitational um, that they had in the, I think, like midsummer. Did you see that at all? Did you see? Yep. How so we we watched some of that live, and I thought the execution was very good. So did I. I thought it was awesome. And if you didn't see it, what it was was they just had what was it like five or ten athletes, mm -hmm. male and female. I think maybe it was ten each. Yeah, I think it was two two heats. Yeah, same. So it must have been like 10. Yeah. 10 total per division. And what they did was they just sent everybody, um, obviously not only the workouts, but all the equipment for all the workouts that you would possibly need. 
talk about shipping costs. Woo. Right. Pretty crazy. And they, um, they did it live. They did it live on like Skype or zoom or whatever. And everybody did it together. So like heat one all across the country or the world, wherever they were, they did it all at the same time live on zoom. And it was awesome. I thought yeah. that was so cool. Uh, there was one like hiccup where Noah Olson didn't um, hear the go. So he had to start like a minute later or whatever. But I thought they handled it pretty well. They handled it great. And I don't think it was as an athlete, you want to see where everybody else is at, obviously, but I don't think it slowed them down. If anything, I think it sped them up. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For the, for the top performers, for someone like Matt Frazier and Tia. Yeah. Um, I think when they don't know where everybody's at, they go faster because when they know where you're at, they're going to do just enough to beat you because they can every time. So it's this unconscious agreement that everyone slows down a little bit. And now there isn't that agreement. Yes, exactly. There's that component. And again, Matt and Tia are just so good that they can go at whatever pace you want to go at. So when they know what pace you're going at, they just go a little bit faster sometimes a lot a bit faster yeah well if they don't know what pace you're going at they have no choice but to assume that you're beating them yep and that's bad news for everybody yeah it is yeah (laughs) you destroy whatever you throw up so either way i thought rogue executed that fantastically and i secretly hoped that crossfit was going to fall apart and rogue would take over the crossfit games entirely yep that's what i was hoping i mean they were literally one quote away from falling apart yeah so that didn't happen but crossfit games came around and they changed up what they were going to do now they have this two-part thing the first Mm -hmm. part already happened second part is yet to come it actually is like next week or something like that so by the time we release this it'll have already happened yep but the online qualifiers would happen so far and i loved it you did all the named workouts just felt so i didn't get to see the whole thing and this is um every year i've been paying attention less and less i guess because it's not exciting as much to see tia and matt just always win same i agree i don't know if that's the reason why i stopped paying attention but i have stopped paying attention as much yeah so like it was cool because they had all the girl workouts and they had variations on workouts that we've all done. So that's always been the coolest thing about watching CrossFit. If you see a workout, you can just go to your gym and do it. The exact same thing. You can try it. Yeah. I mean, the pig is a little weird and the worm, maybe you can't do those, whatever. But you can do the exact same workout and see how you stack up. And the cool thing is you might be able to say, oh, I went faster than Matt Frazier on workout six. Right. Yeah. Super cool. Usually, you won't be able to say that, right? Because of what you said earlier, it's impossible to say that specifically. (laughs) But maybe, maybe some of the other athletes. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, but not him. Yeah. Um. So I liked the workout choice. Um. The video was fine. Yeah. It was on YouTube, which is cool. Um. Now the thing done it live the way the Rogue did it. Um. But because it's just a, they weren't calling it like the actual games. It's just a qualifier for the games. Yep. So, I get it. so I get it. But mm-hmm. still, I did like how Rogue did that thing where it was live. Yeah. The thing that I really took away was that front squat. So I looked at some of the numbers. What was number one? For men or women? Both. Let's hear both. Okay. So Tia, Tia Claire Toomey. Number ace. one. Silver medalist in the Olympics, right? Yeah, can I guess her her one? Did she take first? She did. Can I guess? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to think that Tia did like 325. Okay, I'm going to hold that. <laughs> and then do you know what the, the male got, the man? I think I remember it being like 495 or something like that. His name is Griffin Rowell. And he front squatted 490 pounds. Woo. I'm just saying he sucks because he didn't hit 500. He couldn't have slapped fives on there and called it. Yeah, what a bitch. <laughs> How are you supposed to sell tickets? That's crazy, dude. 
That's crazy. It is actually insane for someone to front squat 490 and be able to do like handstand push-ups. Exactly. I was going to say any of the other things that they do. I mean, you have Eddie Hall too, who's a freak. Um, but, <laughs> but this guy can probably run like a 530 mile. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty wild. Um, I'm trying to think like, yeah, that's a lot of fun. What's the heaviest back squat? That, that I've ever done, only 405. <laughs> yeah. So compared to that. I mean, even deadlift, right? You, I don't think you hit 500. No, I didn't. 465 maybe. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's plenty heavy, but it's not 490. No, it's not. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So Tia Claire Toomey front squatted 313 pounds. Ooh, I was going to say 315, and then I wanted to give her a little bit more. Damn. The other way. So she wanted, she was, and this is another case of what did other people get? I don't know if they knew, but people are pushing it because every pound really does matter. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Frazier was in the 400s. Yeah. And the only number that really matters in anything is his because, you know, he'll, he can take fifth, but I mean, he's going to take first overall. Yeah. That's so, so yeah. Okay. So the qualifier happened. Um, I have the names right here of the top five of each. What do we got? Men, we have Matt Frazier, Noah Olson, Justin Medieros, I don't know, um, Sam Quant, and Jeffrey Adler. So those are the top five men. And then for women, Tia, Brooke Wells, Haley Adams, Katrin, David's daughter, and Carrie Pierce. So those... 10 are going to California. Aromas. Uh, they said various venues in Northern California is what it said, including the ranch in Aromas. Uh, but that's next week, I believe. Cool. So those 10 are going out there to compete in person over like three days, I assume. And um, they'll probably quarantine them for two weeks before the event. Uh, they better be quarantined right now then, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they probably, if, <laughs> I just can't imagine a world where you don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. But I was thinking about an upset. What if Frazier gets COVID? Uh, nah, dude. He he'll 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 beat that shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, during because it's now. I don't think it would. Um, I'm pretty sure in in the thing like Froning. The did you ever see the documentary that was called like Froning? It was the fourth year. Mm -hmm. I think he was sick during that and he still went like part of it. He was sick. I think they mentioned. And so if not to take anything away from Froning at all, I'm just saying if Froning can do it sick, so can Matt Frazier. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but okay. If someone's going to beat Frazier, who do you think it is? I know who I think it is. No. That's how I honestly, my honest answer is no, you can't. He is, he is in the pinnacle and the prime and his background makes him unbeatable. If you're a woman, you start in gymnastics and then you go to weightlifting and then you win CrossFit. If you're a guy, you have to be the strongest overall to win. Okay. I like Fre it. Froning was the strongest. Yeah. But he wasn't strong enough to be good enough at cardio to be, keep up with Frazier. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I definitely think Frazier is better than Froning. If you just look at the numbers, like, he's yep. just better. Now you can, like – obviously, you can debate, like, the time of the sport and, and who they were competing yeah. against and all those external – Era. Yeah, you can debate all those external factors. But – if you just look at like the numbers, the performance, I mean, like, yeah, Frazier's just, he's lifting more weight. He's going faster. What else is there? <laughs> yeah. Every metric. Yeah. So what else is there? But um, what I was going to say is I think the guy who I think has had the best shot over the past couple of years and still has the best shot is Noah Olson, I think. And I think he consistently comes in second. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Because he has a couple holes in his game that get exposed. Um, 
Who's his coach? Do you know? No, I don't. I don't know. But I think he's got the potential. I think he is just a little bit younger than Frazier by a couple years. I think I could be wrong about that. Um, but because of that, that might open the door. Okay, so he's 29 and Frazier is 30, so one year. Um, so maybe he can, like, edge him out on one of his final years if he doesn't quit, uh, if Frazier doesn't quit before he fails. you got to retire before you lose. Yeah, I think so. I agree. But some people are just like, oh, I love it. I'm going to keep doing it. So, Well, it's his game to lose always. 100%. 100% his game to lose. From the second that he showed up for Froning, even when he took second and Rich took first, yeah, and it was just apparent. And shout out to Ben Smith. Yeah. I love Ben Smith. He has been like a consistent CrossFit icon for years and years and years, and he deserved that, that win. Yeah, definitely. But I would say, like, so I think he deserved that win, and he won 100%. Mm-hmm. Just like Graham Holmberg deserved that win when – Rich uh, lost, yep. Lost. And now you might say, but if Rich could climb a rope uh, – You can't. You could say it, but – he couldn't, mm-hmm. he didn't know how to climb a rope. And you could say if Matt could just do handstand pushups better or whatever, but he couldn't. So yeah. there you go. And so yeah, I think yeah. they both equally deserve their wins, but something like that could happen again to anybody, including Matt Frazier. See, I don't think I, what I, in my head, you would have to write a program specifically for that second place athlete to give him a shot well this is interesting because i think they do that i don't yeah i don't think that um i don't think that they do it like for noah olsen particularly but i think that dave castro has done that i think he's written workouts specifically for rich not to take anything away from rich wait so so rich will win Yes. Okay, so I, I think that no, they should okay, do... let, me, let me lay it out. I think he's written workouts with the idea that Rich Froning is the fittest man. Yeah. And so, therefore, things that he can do really well must be a good test of fitness. And so, I'm going to write a workout that Rich is really good at. Sub- the workout that comes to my head was the GHD sit-ups and lunge, walk and overhead lunge. Exactly. And yep. Rich second going into that workout, first coming out of it. It's just – and not only that, but the documentary that year or the year before about the games, mm-hmm. Dave Castro literally says – and I don't think anybody like paid attention to this at all, but he says in it, on camera, he says, sometimes we don't know what day three workouts are going to be until day two. Which is so dumb it's for an dumbest, event. <laughs> yeah. The dumbest thing of all time for a professional sport to say, we do not know what our final events are going to be until the day before. And then you're going to claim as though none of the factors in the competition so far are influencing your decision. That's ridiculous. So it's a little bit of a coincidence, in my opinion, that Rich is in second place and then a workout comes out on day three, the day that he's talking about. Basically called froning. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that, but yeah, like the perfect workout for Mm -hmm. Rich comes out. I'm just saying. So if I was programming and I knew Noah Olsen was in second, I would write workouts to show off noah olsen yeah to test matt yeah like are you actually the best because we're gonna stack the deck against you yeah because it's fun as a media production company when there's a fight but for the last five years there has not been a fight not even close not even close my favorite was always like rich would step up to the last day or the last two workouts, and they were like, he doesn't even need to compete to win, and then he would just win the next two events, and yeah. Matt does the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. If you, if you can, you gotta. And I think anybody would if yep. you could. 
I don't They're think anybody, the dominant, right? Because it would, we, we look at that as though it's like unnecessary, but really if they didn't do that, if it looked like they were holding back, you would think they were a dick for doing, for like walking across the finish line or, and I don't mean literally walking across, like if you're right there, walk across, yeah. but I mean like dogging the last workout because you don't have to try. Yep. Everybody would look at you like you're a dick if you did that. It would definitely make a statement. <laughs> yes, it would. And like imagine him like, just like. Yeah. If I didn't there. like second place, if I had a personal thing with second place, I would. I would sit on my bike and I wouldn't pedal. And I'd say, go ahead and win because I'm going to win anyways. But I'd be a dick and I am a dick. So there you go. <laughs> well, you're writing your book. Yeah, I got to re- finish that first chapter because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. So Tia, who who can be Tia? Nobody. Nobody can be Tia. I'm sick of everybody. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of <laughs> giving her the credit she deserves. She is unstoppable. She is unstoppable. And the first, she wins the games the first year and people chalk it up as a fluke and they're all still talking about catching the next year. And she beats her again. No again. problem. And still, people were talking about Katrin the next year, and she beats her again. Dude, the, the first time Katrin won, my thoughts were, she's not going to repeat. Did she repeat? I can't remember. I think she uh, won twice, didn't she? No? She might have. Uh, let's see. Games, ranking, women. I think she won twice um, because she was like the poster girl for a while. But uh, this is a terrible chart. That's not very helpful. But T is going on her fourth year now, right? If yep. she wins, this will be her fourth. And I feel like she's only just now starting to get that same sort of like dominance respect that Matt has gotten from day one from when he came in second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just sick of people not giving her the credit she deserves. Yeah, she she's a beast and she works really hard. And it's like, I don't know if I'd use the word funny, but when her and Matt train together, like that's because nobody else is a good enough training partner to push them in any way. Right. I agree. Although like, I know I was kind of like, maybe, maybe, um, uh, implying that i'm not a fan of rich in some way that i but i am i'm a huge fan of rich and i think that anytime matt goes up against rich or anybody goes up against rich but matt included mm -hmm. there's a game nervous. you're nervous like matt i think matt even if he knows like even if it's like a max lift or something where he knows he's gonna win because he's seen the numbers yeah you're still nervous because yeah rich <laughs> yeah and you don't I mean, know when he's just randomly gonna snatch 315 or not you know what i yeah, mean yeah because he might do it because he might because he's rich he's a competitor he works well in front of a crowd he knows what it's like to be a professional athlete the guy's just the real deal you want to talk about mental toughness that's right I mean, don't get me wrong they both got it but like matt has mental toughness in a way where he's like jacked up and Rich has it in this calm way. That's scary. That is very scary. <laughs> That's very scary. I do want to keep my eye on Haley Adams. She's super young. Yeah. And she's super good. And she's definitely too young to be Tia. But like you have this CrossFit kids generation. Like, she like 16? She, I think she's a little older than that. Okay, maybe she's like 20 or something. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the last time I remember, I think she was 17 and she was in the teen division and she won first in every event except one where she got second. Huh. That's crazy. Could you imagine? That's like being chased with knives for like three days straight. Huh. And somebody just like reached out and cut you a little on the shoulder. <laughs> it's like from 300, right? He was like, I'm just going to make you bleed. Yeah, uh-huh. That's all he wanted, to show people that you can lose, and then it was game over. Yeah, but if you're, like, if you're, like, 20 or 21 or 22 or 24, that's – you still have so much more time because, really, I feel like the peak 
for women, I feel like can even go a little longer than it can for men. Like, I don't know, Matt's 30, it just said, so I don't know how many more years he can go. Yeah. Honestly. Um, maybe like one or two. Maybe. How crazy would it be if he did 10? I mean, I guess if anybody could do it, it might be him, but. Uh, honestly, it would be like, well, it was just funny because in all the documentaries, they're like, we'll never see another athlete as dominant as Rich. Ev, oh, who's that? Yep. Oh, he's, he's right here. Yeah, they were talking about him before Rich was even gone. They were talking about him on that last year. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's one of those sports that honestly, that's just like, um, what's another one? I think golf is kind of like that. Yeah. Somebody come in and dominate for a while. Mm -hmm. I think it's just one of those sports. Tennis? Tennis is like that too. I mean, you have some football athletes, but it's got to be an individual sport to draw a comparison. Yeah, because the team sports is too many variables like that. Yep happens every now and then you get a dynasty Mm -hmm. but it's way more common in the individual sports so whether you like crossfit or not you should definitely check it out there's some really good docs about the games like there's some really cool moments my favorite one of my favorite moments ever is in one of the regionals where it was a shoulder to overhead workout and everyone dropped the bar and rich jerked it and walked under to the finish line oh yeah, yeah oh god my heart starts beating fast but they're just so they do a really good job of putting together a good product. So check yeah. out some docs, check out some footage, some behind the scenes documentaries is so cool. Most of them are pretty nice and they all know each other because it's hard to make a career. So the world's not that big, you know? Yeah. So go check it out. Hope you guys enjoyed. We talked about a little bit of the CrossFit games here at the end. Then we were talking about veganism, vegetarianism, and some mobility. So again, as always, if you got any uh, comments or things you want us to talk about, let us know. We'd love to get to them. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Later.